Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Lately, I have had a lot of empathy for the ostrich. As the news stories keep coming, what feels like bad upon bad upon bad, I very much would like to stick my head in the sand because I'm scared and I'm angry and I am overwhelmed. Maybe you are too. A story about immigrant children separated from their parents comes on NPR. I feel nauseated. I change the station to music. An article about the administration dismantling climate protecting policies comes across my Facebook feed. I feel a sense of dread and I scroll quickly to the next pictures of animals or babies. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, music and animals and babies are all very good things to have in life. But it has been easier for me to block out my pain for the world rather than face it. And easier to distract myself then let my discomfort move me to action. This is part of what's led me to spending a lot of my time this summer in movie theaters, both a lovely escape from the heat and the world. So that's how I found myself in a theater, crying along with a room full of strangers as we watched the Mr. Rogers movie, Won't You Be My Neighbor? I highly recommend it. I've seen it twice. If you haven't already, I recommend going. Fred Rogers has always been someone I looked up to, someone unapologetically kind and earnest, someone who sees and brings out the good in others. So this film is a documentary about Mr. Rogers' television show and how he used it for over 30 years to teach and accompany children. In his New York Times opinion piece, David Brooks wrote of the movie, there's nothing obviously moving here, and yet the audience is moved. Sniffling, wiping the moisture from their cheeks, the power is in Mr. Rogers' radical kindness at a time when public kindness is scarce. It's as if the pressure of living in a time such as ours gets released in that theater as we're reminded that, oh yes, that's how people can be. Moral elevation gains strength when it is scarce. What I felt in that theater was more than an escape from the world. 
It was a reminder of how it is possible to be in the world. Something that reminded me that it is always possible to choose kindness, to address the evils in the world with a clear moral stance and authentic action. It didn't extol Mr. Rogers as some unreachable ideal. It was a call to return to my own inner compass and to align to my true self. Mr. Rogers is one among my many heroes. When we are feeling adrift or afraid or stuck, looking to those heroes can help call us home. So I want to share with you one of my favorite tools for when I'm feeling lost. So I invite you now into a reflective exercise with me. I was first introduced to it by Zoe Toby, whose music you'll hear shortly and from Dr. Maria Nemeth at the Academy for Coaching Excellence. It's an exercise called Standards of Integrity. And now is when you'll want two sheets of paper or something to write with if you will be writing. On the left side of one piece of paper, I invite you now to write down the names of three or four people whom you admire. They can be people that you know personally or public figures, friends or fictional characters, just people who have qualities you admire. Three or four names. Look at each name, starting with the first and working your way down. On the right side of that same piece of paper, write down a list of the qualities or traits that you admire about that first person. In this sense, we mean a quality is something that inspires you. Words like loyal, playful, adventurous, creative, etc. Qualities you admire about that first person. When you're ready, go on to the second person on your list. If that person shares qualities with the first, simply put a check mark next to that attribute. So if you also admire that the second person on your list is playful, put a check mark next to playful. And at the end of that list, add any additional traits that you admire about the second person. 
Keep going through that list of names, developing your list of qualities, some with check marks, noting that it showed up more than once. I'll give you a few moments, and that list can be as long or as short as you'd like. If you're holding the qualities in your head rather than writing, I invite you to feel that list of qualities you admire about those people. Just hold those words in your mind. You're doing great. So let's revisit this list. If you're still writing, that's fine. You'll want to take out your second fresh sheet of paper. Have both of them in front of you if you can. Looking at the list you created, look at each of those traits and spend a few moments contemplating each attribute. You can ask yourself, does reading this word aloud or to myself warm my heart, if only for a moment? Do I like being in the presence of people who have this quality? If the answer is yes, if it warms your heart, if you like being around people with that quality, transfer that word to the middle of your second sheet of paper. Leave some room at the top of the bottom if you can. Start a list of those qualities that warm your heart. Yes, thank you. So you look at the list that you've created of the qualities you admire about the people on your list. Look at each quality or trait and ask yourself, is this a quality or trait that warms my heart? Do I like being in the presence of people who have this quality? And if the answer to either of those is yes, you're going to write that word on your second sheet so that you have a list on your second sheet of those qualities that warm your heart, that you like to be around. When you've got that second list on your paper or in your mind, I invite you to look up so that I know when we're ready. But take your time. Words like playful, loyal, kind, whatever you listed on your first page. Mm -hmm. You're listing them again so that you have a fresh list 
No check marks, just the list of qualities. And if you can, leave a little room at the top and the bottom of that second page. You're doing great. Okay. Do folks have some part of a list of words and traits that warm their heart? You can give me like a nod. Great, okay. So here is the big reveal. This list, this is you. You see it in others because it is in you. To use a science metaphor, you can only recognize it in others because it's like you have a receptor for it in your own heart. These qualities that you admire about other people are a part of you, a part of your nature. You don't need to work at it to achieve them, and you can't get rid of them, no matter what you do. So if you have that second sheet of paper with that clean list, right at the top, these words, this sentence. These are my standards of integrity. I am. And I'll repeat that. These are my standards of integrity. I am in your list. And then at the bottom, underneath those words, underneath that list of qualities that are you, write this sentence. I know they are mine because I see them in others. I know they are mine because I see them in others. These are some of the truest parts of you. When you're feeling adrift or afraid or stuck, this is your compass. My friends, I have a lot of empathy for the ostrich. Because despite what we have been told, I learned that ostriches don't bury their heads in the sand to ignore danger. Because A, they'd suffocate, and B, the if I can't see it, maybe it'll go away kind of self-defense doesn't work well for humans or ostriches. What's actually happening is that ostriches dig those deep holes in the ground for their nests. And the parent birds will poke their heads down into them, using their beaks to tend to and rotate their fragile eggs. So when the pain of the world has us ready to hide or escape, let's choose instead to dig down and reach inward. Rather than letting the overwhelm frighten us into disengaging, let's let our compasses sweetly guide us. So look at your list, your standards of integrity. 
return to it often, keep it somewhere close at hand. When you're feeling stuck or scared or unsure, choose one quality on that list, just one, don't make it hard. And ask yourself, how would someone who is displaying this quality show up in this situation? What would be their next small, sweet step? Let's take that journey together. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.